0: we uh-huh. Welcome to the Two Bananas podcast, I'm Lucy and I'm Zoe and we're here to talk about being two British Chinese girls living in the UK and all the shits and gigs that comes with it. From discussing growing
1: up to adulthood and all the things in between, join us as two friends chatting about our lives.
0: Welcome back everyone, Um, this is our episode 9. Can you believe it's gone that quickly Zoe?
1: Honestly, if you told me that we would make it to episode 9 now, i would literally believe you like we are on double digits next episode
0: i know it's crazy i feel like we only just have started podcasting so it, know. it feels pretty amazing that we're actually we've got to we've managed to get to episode nine
1: <laughs> i know and i can't believe um last week we have to um, we had to re-record this episode guys because we had technical difficulties <laughs>
0: Yeah, literally. I mean, I don't think it would be possible for us to get to this stage without a couple of technical hitches along the way. I know.
1: (laughs) For those who don't know, we basically recorded, and I don't know how we did it, but the first half of our recording disappeared. (laughs)
0: Literally. So it had like the last 20 minutes, which, yeah, I mean, you can't really work with that, can you?
1: (laughs) And then because we're both literally working at the moment, like full on, it's just been hard to then re-record so we've had to push it to this week.
0: Yeah but we will definitely be much more on it this time we've learned from our mistakes so (laughs) we are will be much more on it with um getting our episodes out and also we need we're going to be a bit more proactive on our social media because we've been a little bit sort of rushed off our feet the both of us the last couple of weeks so it's been really hard to try and get everything under control but I think as like the weeks go by we're going to get more on our social media we want to hear more from you guys as well um and we're definitely going to get a bit more consistent when it comes to getting our episodes out weekly as well
1: I know honestly we're gonna we're going to do better uh Chinese New Year resolution (laughs) right here I know that is
0: our Chinese New Year resolution (laughs) we're like I mean actually it was a lantern festival the other day so we are now officially you know end of Chinese New Year so we are actually officially into the new year now
1: oh so then that's okay so perfect perfect
0: perfect timing so we actually did this on purpose
1: (laughs) there you go guys um, anyway, so, I mean, last week's episode, this week's episode, same, same. Um, <laughs> it's now two weeks ago, but did, did you see the Oscar nominations, Lou?
0: Yes, I did.
1: And actually, this year we have had four Asian actors who were nominated, which is actually apparently the most in history. Woohoo! <laughs> I know, it's like almost like we're celebrating, but also it's only four, you know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's four like, steps, what? this
0: is baby steps, isn't it?
1: It is. It is definitely like amazing, uh, but it just goes to show though how underrepresented we are in like all the categories.
0: Mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs>
1: but um, out the four nominations, three were actually for everything, everywhere, all at once, so. and
0: that is why this week we wanted to discuss the film and how we felt about it, and yeah, basically sort of give a celebration to the film as well because obviously it's pretty groundbreaking. All of the awards that it's got, and also, you know, just the story and everything as well.
1: Yes, definitely. So, Michelle Yeoh got Best Actress, well, I was nominated for Best Actress. And did you know this was her first
0: Oscar nomination? I know, which is actually crazy, because she's been in the industry for so long. And she's been so in long. so many different films that you would have thought that she would have been more, like, critically acclaimed, if you know what I mean.
1: I know. She's she's a Bond girl.
0: I know, it's crazy.
1: Then you just go, like, and I feel like she's been in so many, like, Hong Kong Films as well, Mm. so I feel like she's finally getting the recognition she deserves. Definitely,
0: I mean it's been a long time coming.
1: (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, I love I love Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, we all
0: love her. She is like a international treasure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Literally, woo! Yeah, because she does the Mandarin stuff as well. Doesn't she? Yeah,
0: she speaks like both Mandarin and Cantonese, and obviously she's Malaysian as well. So she's just is, like, massively... Like, a, she's just an icon, really, in Asia, anyway.
1: Yeah, literally.
0: And also, Kiki Kwan, um, he has been nominated for Best Supporting Actor, which... Have you heard about his story, though? About how, obviously... When he was little, he was in, like, Indiana Jones. Oh, my that God, was his yeah, first short round. Film. Yeah, Hello. Exactly. And Death. then, obviously, after that and, you know, starting off his career as a child actor, I think everything sort of became quite stunted for him with his career. So he actually quit acting altogether. um And this is, like, his first proper film back and it's almost like so heartwarming seeing him like talk about that experience and how he always thought that maybe actually his dreams of becoming a successful actor were like pretty much over but the fact that he's actually managed to do this film and he's also getting like the recognition that he deserves as well i think it's so so like amazing to see oh my god
1: yeah i've um i've seen it on instagram like when he writes about how like grateful he is and it mm-hmm. is it's so sweet and actually, he is such a good actor. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm glad that he's actually got nominated, especially, like, I feel because he was a child star and then he stopped acting. It's like, oh, you can't come back from this. Okay? Mm. But mm-hmm. Actually, he's done so well. Yeah, exactly.
0: And then we've got Stephanie Hsu as well, who's quite a new sort of actress. Really. I've never seen her in anything before, but she's also been nominated for Best Supporting Actress. She plays the, um, role of Michelle Yeoh's daughter in this film. So yeah, it's really great to see. Oh that... no, shit. Everyone. Yeah, no. Joy. It's joy. no it's she joy. is joy. Yeah. <laughs> she oh. is joy. Yeah. Edit that bit out as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's really nice to see someone like, up and coming, getting the recognition as well, which maybe, Mm. you know, you could say that maybe her struggle hasn't been as hard as maybe Michelle or, like, Key's experience, but the fact that, you know, maybe it does go to show that Hollywood is slightly changing a little bit.
1: Oh, 100%. And, like, especially now with all the other, like, Asian films, like Super Rich Asian and, like, Turning Red, it does show that a lot more Asian films are coming out. I just mm-hmm. hope that Asian people get to be um, integrated into more films rather than having like a dedicated Asian film. Because yeah. I think I'd love to see like for us to play a main part without being the nerdy one or the one yeah. with like the weird coloured hair and stuff like that. Like, yeah, yeah I yeah. think we are definitely progressing. It would just be nice for that next step
0: yeah no exactly i feel like that ties us nicely back to the actual film of everything everywhere all at once because i always think that this film you know as much as you know like we said it is predominantly a cast with you know mainly asian actors i'd say i mean obviously barring like jamie lee curtis for example but actually i do think it it breaks the mold in that you know when we when crazy rich asians came out that film was obviously groundbreaking for the cast that they had, the story that it had, um, and all this. But actually, I feel like we've never, ever seen, well, especially in Hollywood anyway, a film with Asian characters as the leads in sort of like a sci-fi type film, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, usually, I mean, I know that obviously there was... Shang-Chi for Marvel but I almost think that became a little bit sort of tokenistic in a little way as well whereas I feel like this has done it in a way that's you know this isn't like the token Asian superhero type thing it's just it is a sci-fi film in its like in its own way but it just so happens to have the main character of you know an Asian family.
1: Oh yeah a hundred percent like I really liked the fact that it's sci-fi but it's got that comedy element as well and it is funny um and yeah I definitely
0: think overall it was a very good film what would yeah. you rate it out of 10 Ooh, that's hard I feel like I probably <laughs> want to rate it like maybe like for me maybe like an eight or a nine. I think I probably need to rewatch it again. Because I feel like there was so much that was going on the first time I watched it. That I almost feel like I'd maybe appreciate it more when I watch it again. Now you understand know I it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, what what do you think?
1: So, disclaimer guys. I started watching it. And I hadn't watched any of the trailers. So nothing. All I knew was that Michelle Yeoh was going to have... Was going to star in this film. Mm-hmm. And like, I saw a little bit on like Instagram. But not a lot. And like I watched it, and for the first half, I was so confused, just (laughs) so confused. I understand, I understood. Sorry, like the multiverse and all of that. It just was so random. Like I just didn't get it, and Mm. I was like, "Where is this leading? Where is this leading?" And like I actually got to the point um, where she was. Like a famous actress and she saw her own movie and actually I stopped the movie there. I think I was just tired or whatever and stopped watching and I like it just none of it made sense to me. And then I actually rewatched the end of it and I think I must have stopped it at exactly where everything got really messy because (laughs) like the second half I thought was phenomenal and actually really tied everything together. Yeah. Then it was really good. Um, I would say it was. I would say it's a good seven and a half maybe eight mm. um just because I was like it was just so like it took a long time for it to be explained if you get me
0: yeah no I do but I you do
1: but I do love the elements of why everything was chosen as it was yeah it just
0: for me was very confusing though at times yeah, I feel like I've had to watch like a couple YouTube videos and stuff explaining, like, the meaning of things. And since, like, listening to people talking about it who are, you know, clearly a lot more um well-versed with, like, movie like metaphors and stuff like that. And, like, concepts of, like, philosophy and, you know, socialism or whatever. I feel like that's made me understand, like, the deeper meaning of it a lot more, which actually made me appreciate the story a lot more as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because what, what did you, th- well, what, after watching all your YouTubes and doing your v- review, what did you think the underlying story was about?
0: I mean, I think from listening to the actors talking about it, from everything I gathered, the main story is obviously the fact that it all comes down to family at the end of the day. Obviously, you know, at the very end of the film, you know, this is spoilers, guys, if you've not seen the film. um, Let's Switch but, off now. <laughs> yeah, switch off now for this bit. But you know, at the end of the film, the whole point of it is that Joy, who is played by Stephanie Hsu, and she's the daughter of Michelle Yeoh, um, She is basically, you know, she is kind of like stuck in this like nihilistic hole. Like, you know, it's represented by the bagel in the film, but essentially she just feels like she has like, no purpose in life, and that life is meaningless, and she's, like, depressed, she doesn't really, like, feel anything anymore, she's just numb, Mm. but, and, you know, the whole point of the film is that Evelyn, is in Michelle's character, the mum, she's almost, like, gone on this whole journey to be, like, the same as what Joy is, but she's, like, found meaning in the complete opposite way, and the whole fact of it was, was, uh, you know, I think the whole purpose of the film was to sort of say that even though they both have this sort of I suppose power of going wherever they want in the whole universe that they would still choose like their crappy sort of you know sorry you know as in you know quote unquote their crappy sort of like laundrette life of like you know doing laundry in taxes but Mm. they would choose to do that life because actually that's the life that means that they have like family.
1: Yeah 100% I think it definitely brought in the family aspect a lot like I think a lot of us and the Asian cultures could really understand that where it's like you don't always understand why your parents do what they do. Especially Mm. like Asian parents who doesn't who doesn't always show that emotions or like they like show their love through food a lot of the time. And it's like you could almost see it from their perspective as well. Mm. So like you can see that Evelyn does all of that for joy just to almost help her but also by her not telling for example the granddad that she has a girlfriend yeah that really was like you understand me and try to protect me but also you're not listening if you get me
0: yeah exactly and actually, I thought that was a really interesting character point for Joy to be lesbian and queer, because I think obviously it is still a very taboo topic within not just Chinese cultures, but I think in a lot of Asian cultures, it's quite taboo and people don't really talk about it. Um, and I think it was just added like another extra element to the film and, you know, to the story that Joy is obviously queer and she wants almost the acceptance from Evelyn but Evelyn maybe doesn't give it to her in the way that Joy wants her to be Mm. um so and I think that's probably a big struggle that you know many people face and you know whilst neither of us you know are queer you know I can't you know, say for one second that I know what it feels like to be a queer person in a family that might not accept you, you know whether that be because of culture, whether that be because of religion or otherwise, but you know I can certainly imagine it being very, very difficult, and I think the movie did really portray it in a way that was quite realistic um for probably a lot of Asian people as well,
1: oh, a hundred percent, like as I was saying, it was like when um Michelle was like i i i I accept the fact you have a girlfriend, and obviously um she was allowed to be in the family surroundings and stuff, but then, as soon as it was like being introduced to the granddad the gong gong, it was suddenly like this is just her friend, this mm. is just her friend, so it's like her mum almost accepted it to a degree but wasn't fully embracing it all and being open about it, which I think obviously especially for someone who might be queer, that is something as that is part of being accepted is that they can talk about it and they can sort of embrace who they are
0: yeah exactly
1: so I think that was a really almost it sort of highlighted like what would happen in this sort of family dynamic
0: yeah definitely which is nice
1: so what did you think about
0: Wayman's role then I thought actually so I watched this really interesting video about um Wayman and his character and obviously I feel like the perception of Asian men in media, or especially in Western media, is very much like they're very like asexualized. Like they are, you know, they're the like asexual like friend, and they're, they're quite like emasculated. They're, do you know what I mean? They're not, mm. they're not like your macho guy that you see. They're never like the you know front and center guy. They're like viewed as quite like nerdy, geeky, like you know, not sexual at all. So I think almost like Wayman's character, like I I saw them sort of describing about how actually he's managed to perverse the whole stereotype of that in that whilst on the surface of things, when you first watch the film, you you kind of think of him as that kind of, you know, emasculated sort of man where he's been pushed down by his like bossy wife, that whole like trope and the stereotype of it. But in reality, actually, when you watch the whole film, you realise that, Waymond's character is the only person who actually doesn't really, like, change that much in his opinions. Like, whilst, like, Joy and Evelyn both, like, change and have a big character arc, Waymond actually stays the same the whole time in that, or especially, like, not Alpha Waymond as in, the, you know, the multiverse one, but <laughs> the actual one, like, the husband, he actually manages to, like, persuade and changed the minds of evelyn and joy and he he's actually like the defining person within that whole like scenario that's actually changed like the way they think Mm -hmm. and has brought the family together so it's almost like perverse like the whole idea that he's just like this emasculated like man who just basically gets walked all over by his wife that kind of thing
1: well also i feel like he's almost like the glue of the family
0: yeah definitely
1: joy will speak to him evelyn will speak to him about like more of their feelings I guess or what's frustrating them and Mm -hmm. he's almost like like solidified all of them as a family yeah definitely definitely. especially you can definitely see it when it was like um they were working in the laundromat right at the start where it was like Evelyn and Joy didn't really talk to each other much and if they did it was more bickering rather than actual like talking Mm -hmm. also I wanted to talk about on a lighter note the laundromat (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if it's like a US thing like please correct me if it is however I feel like not many Asian people own laundromats in UK like, no it's
0: not really I like new, I don't think
1: it? many yeah I don't know I don't think laundromats are that common in UK like no. I feel like that it should have been a Chinese takeaway
0: yeah I mean I think if it was set in the UK it would one thousand percent be a takeaway
1: (laughs) but then I am like is that being like proper stereotype like all Asians only take like Chinese takeaways like (laughs) (laughs) but I was I feel like I would have related a bit more because like my family all came from like Chinese takeaway life and I feel like maybe not yours because yours are academics but most of (laughs) us chinese people come like most of the chinese families come from takeaway life so i feel Mm. that would have been nice to see but i i did really enjoy the bit showing like the immigrant family moving over for like a better life
0: yeah
1: i really did enjoy that because again it's got the aspects of i think that you can relate to Mm hmm like like um like Michelle Yeo's character was just constantly like working and like doing all different types of jobs like it doesn't matter what jobs it is you just sort of get stuck in which yeah. is I think growing up like we saw that like it's literally like doesn't matter what your parents did it's like they'll do anything to try and make that living make family life work mm-hmm. and stuff so yeah. I really enjoyed that bit what are your thoughts on it Lou?
0: Yeah, I really liked as well the bit where it kind of showed Evelyn and Wayman both in their alternate realities, you know, where like Evelyn, obviously she's a famous actress and then she obviously sees Wayman and he's actually, despite her thinking, you know, and, you know, in that alternate reality, she basically doesn't end up with him and she doesn't go with him. And despite her always thinking that he wouldn't make anything of himself, he's actually a successful businessman on his own as well. And I quite Mm -hmm. liked how they showed that and actually that, It does show as well. I think so often because, you know, immigrants come over to wherever it might be, whether it's the US or whether it's the UK or anywhere else, you know, a lot of the time they might, they have to end up doing jobs where, you know, they probably are actually more skilled um, than the jobs that they actually end up having to do when they actually immigrate somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I think it was a nice portrayal of the fact that, you know, many of, immigrants and you know wherever wherever they are actually if they had a save in their home country or if they had have like actually you know not moved at all they might have actually had a really really great life themselves and i think that was like a good portrayal of that too mm. um and that you know in reality actually immigrating and moving away is something that's really really difficult and people don't do it lightly and, you know, they're striving for something different. And it might not necessarily even be a better life in terms of, you know, money or whatever. But it might just be for something different, if you know what I mean.
1: I think a lot of the time, like, I think especially with my family, it was like the future prospects for like your family. Yeah. Because like, I think they like my granddad probably could have done well in Hong Kong if mm. they didn't move. But it was that like, you know what, we could probably get... Like we could probably provide a better life for our kids and their kids if we move. Yeah, and I feel like you see that a lot, especially when like like the Chinese or like all like loads of immigrants actually would come here, work their asses off to then send money back because you Mm. can. It means a lot more.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So I think like it is it is a good it's a different I guess concept actually seeing that they could be successful though. Yeah in like just staying where they were Mm, definitely and it does it does like make me wonder like oh my god there are so many like things that will make up how your life is currently like different aspects like if you've picked one different thing like if you didn't pick to be a doctor like how different would your life be oh yeah definitely
0: and I feel like I regularly think about what my life would be if my parents hadn't have moved out of China like obviously I recently went back to China and you know it was nice like seeing family and obviously like that and I obviously see my cousins who've all grown up there who are like similar age to me and you know in reality my parents if they had stayed in China to begin with and never actually moved they probably actually could have done quite well for themselves in terms of money and in terms of the jobs that they might get Well, yeah, they were really academic as well. Yeah, so, like, they actually probably would have done quite well in terms of jobs and things. And actually, they were already, like, you know, they had decent jobs when they left China, but... When I think about, like, oh, God, imagine actually if we hadn't moved out of China. I'd literally be a completely different person. Like, my whole personality would be completely different. I wouldn't even be speaking, you know, this language. I would be... I, I, literally everything about me would be completely different. Mm. So I think it is really, like, interesting to see, especially, like, I suppose, in the movie, like, the multiverse aspect, to actually see how that could could have been in, you know, an alternate reality.
1: Yeah, I always think about... um. If I was born in like a different time, because mm. <clears throat> like I'm very clumsy, I don't think I'm very, um, feminine as such, or like, you know, the gentleness, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, that's not me, but like, especially with like, you feel like Chinese females, they are, they should be a lot more like gentle and like, they don't answer back and the husband's always right, all of this time. And I go, I wonder how I would be because like, I'm not like, I'm not very much like that but also am I not like that because I was brought up here like if mm. I was brought up actually being like that and being taught not to be so loud and opinionated etc cetera, etc cetera, would I have been brought up like that <laughs> yeah
0: no definitely it it's is quite an interesting thought, but, yeah. yeah
1: but yeah also moving back to the movie I really enjoyed the language aspects
0: oh yeah so, no I, I liked that as well
1: so like, um, for those who did not know, they actually spoke Cantonese, Mandarin and English because actually I really enjoyed the fact that I'm, oh, Evelyn was speaking Cantonese to the dad and then yeah, my, her dad, yeah. yeah, her dad and then Mandarin to the, her husband. And it just, it's so, I did like the fact it was like she would use the different languages and to talk to different people. And I think that's very much the like Chinese culture. Like so many people speak almost both languages now
0: Mm, exactly and also I think it's a good depiction of in even in China you know there's so many dialects and even like around Hong Kong and the south there's Mm. so many different dialects that obviously there will be a mixture of different you know languages and stuff like that so it's never just one and obviously for us especially we both speak a mixture of like Chinese, you know, you Cantonese and or Hakka, and me like Mandarin. We speak a mi- mixture of those with English, so it was a good depiction of that as well. Like you know, the fact that Evelyn does speak um a mixture of English and Chinese to Joy as well, and Joy speaks back in um in English.
1: Mm. And but, I like the fact that like Joy had to translate sometimes for them, the, the yeah. parents. I was like, that's so like, well, not my parents because they're fine but like my grandparents it's like a lot of it is like you got to translate what they're saying Mm. and stuff which I was like that is just that's so correct that's like I think they filmed that really really
0: well yeah definitely um do you have a favorite scene oh I don't really know what my favorite scene is you know I feel like perhaps my favorite scene might be maybe the last scene is that a bit stereotypical (laughs) Yeah, that's probably quite stereotypical, (laughs) but I thought it was really nice, like, at the very end, like, the whole her actually saying, as in Evelyn, saying about, you know, no matter where in the universe, she'd still pick to be in this universe with like her family which i thought was really sweet but i think in terms of funny scenes i did think like the hot dog universe was hilarious
1: oh my god that killed me i literally was like huh <laughs> oh and the raccoon
0: as well the raccoon <clears throat> that oh my couldn- god <laughs> yeah.
1: that was like ratatouille but not yeah <laughs> <laughs> i just it just i would have thought it would have been such a funny thing to make like actually looking at michelle yo's instagram like it seems like she had so much fun making it
0: yeah it did seem like a hilarious film to to actually film as well it just seemed like some of the things i just thought i can't believe someone actually thought to do these things and like create a story around this like who actually thought of these ideas
1: <laughs> i think they must have been high <laughs> so, <laughs> Literally. like there's no way you'd be like doing a meeting being like okay what what scenes should we do and someone's like hot dog fingers
0: I literally wouldn't be surprised if they were high like I genuinely think can you imagine like pitching that meeting to like investors or whatever like I've got this movie idea and I want to create like a universe with like people with hot dog fingers I mean yeah it's literally bizarre isn't it (laughs) the editing is really good
1: though because I feel like they would have kept to like the hot dog fingers and then filmed all that parts with it Mm. but actually you couldn't tell at all no like it, it went really seamless actually that and it, like some of the scenes especially when it was flicking between all her different like lives and stuff it was so quick that it would have been literally like a second of filming
0: yeah literally like it was almost like photo shots that were just then like clipped together like yeah. stitched together
1: but like that I think was good editing and obviously good acting
0: yeah no definitely uh,
1: I think my favourite scene which I love how yours had like meaning and like this like it's because of this and this and I'm just there like my favourite scene was The Rock <laughs> It was just, uh, like, I, it was uh, I, after all the chaos, it's just, like, yeah, we're rocks. Humans aren't alive yet. Just chill.
0: Although <laughs> there was that cute bit where she, they're both rocks and then, like, they both, like, fall down and tumble down together.
1: <laughs> mm, I just really enjoyed it because it was, like, it was so simple and, like, there was no noise and it was just because of subtitles, but it all made sense, if you get me. And yeah, it was yeah. just, it was actually, I thought, a really good way to almost bring it all together yeah no exactly but also
0: very random yeah I mean there was just so many random things like I feel like when I'm actually thinking about it it was just so much random stuff that, I keep thinking yeah. of different bits like when they played the piano with their toes Oh, I know. And even, like, there were bits, I thought it was quite funny, obviously, like, playing on the fact of, like, Joy's queerness, and obviously at the very beginning, like, Evelyn, you know, doesn't really want to say to, you know, her, like, as in Joy's grandfather about her being lesbian. I feel, felt felt mm-hmm. like there was, like, so many, like, funny, like, random sexual sort of, <laughs> like, references that they made, which kind of made me laugh because it was almost, like, p- poking fun at the fact that Evelyn's quite... Like she is a bit conservative and a bit closed off and she's not the most comfortable with that kind of stuff. But yeah, there was like so many random little like references in there that were just quite funny and like obviously quite sexual as well. Mm.
1: No, overall I think it was a very, very good film actually. Definitely mad, but I think it dealt with almost like the families very the family dynamics very well. I think it was quite nice to discuss like the underlyingness of maybe mental health.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, obviously, it was about, like, um Joy's mental health and how she felt about being in the family and, like, her relationship with her mom. Like, I did feel like, I don't know, the bagel was almost seen as her, like, bad mental health.
0: Mm, yeah, no, I agree.
1: Because it when it was... Depression, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah,
0: sorry.
1: like, I just thought, um like, when it was all sort of tumbling down, I was like, oh, this... Is she feeling, like, suicidal? And I don't know if that was just the vibes I was getting, but I thought, like, oh, if they were going to end it, I think it was because Joy just didn't want to be there anymore. Mm. That's the impression I was getting. So it really did just, for me, just show, like, her mental health and how it was, like, almost deteriorating.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: But then I like the fact that it showed that, like, with family and support at the end of it, like, you are able to recover. And, like, I think like the underlying meanings behind everything was very strong yeah no i
0: agree and i think the extra thing of i suppose the fact that mental health probably isn't discussed as much in you know asian households and not just asian households but again like maybe immigrant households it's not really as spoken about and it's you know and i think there's sometimes disconnect with you know people who've been brought up here as opposed Mm. to like their parents who from elsewhere and they don't really understand it as much and they're not able to communicate with one another about that kind of element like their mental health and things like that i think the film did depict that quite accurately as well oh yeah
1: definitely i think it's i think it is getting better i think it's just a, a lot of the older generation doesn't understand yeah like mental health and i think that like so it's not really that's why it's really not spoken about because mm-hmm. they don't understand why especially the younger generations why we have mental health problems because we are better off than them like we don't have to fight or look hard for food and shelter and everything yeah so i think it's that like underlyingness, But but i think they represented it very very well
0: yeah no and i think you know by the end of the film i think it does represent the the fact that Evelyn does actually come to understand it a bit more and not necessarily just fully understand it. Like, I think you do still see that she doesn't fully, fully understand Joy. But I think it's more about just accepting her as who she is more than anything else. That's important. Mm.
1: Yeah, I did leave the film. This is one of the many films I think I've left being like, actually, there was good. The underlying meaning behind it was good, but they portrayed it in a simple and funny and easy way if you get me like it yeah there was obviously so much meaning behind it but
0: it was quite light-hearted and it wasn't like a hard film to watch no exactly and it was still like exciting and there's obviously like this sci-fi type element as well which made it a little bit more exciting than just like your normal sort of like drama i suppose
1: mm-hmm. Like i think it's drawn in like the current trends at the moment like you multiverse like with obviously like the avengers and stuff like mm. all of that's very like the latest thing so i think they've drawn on that but also had They're like pulled at your heartstrings too.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I think this film's obviously been groundbreaking in many ways in terms of like representation for the Asian community. And actually, like we, I think we both wanted to do a proper episode dedicated on asian representation in the media as a whole and not necessarily just movies but also whether that be you know tv or you know whether that even be in like radio or you know anything like that i think we certainly wanted to also sort of deep dive into that element too but mm-hmm. i think this film has obviously shown that there is change within sort of western media in that there is more space for um asians and um you know more diversity within i suppose hollywood as a whole really
1: Mm. and then that we don't actually have to fit those certain roles to play as well yeah like i think we're finally getting out of it where it's like there's stereotypes of like asians aren't like or asians anymore and i think that is nice Mm. to see yeah no definitely
0: and finally that we don't always have to play like the geeky (laughs) nerdy like friend that do you know what i mean like it is nice to see that there's a film that's actually a bit different as well and that also has asians in it because i feel like it's just it just you never see it anywhere
1: Mm, no and i i did like actually like the responses and the reviews for this film has been phenomenal like Mm. honest like looking even when i looked briefly at um like when I typed it in on Google, like all the reviews are like, raving on about how good it is.
0: Yeah. So hopefully, fingers crossed, that they all will actually win their Oscars.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. Stay tuned, guys. <laughs> I know.
0: We'll, we'll have to keep track of them. Oh, yeah, then... we'll definitely talk about it yeah and obviously next week we have valentine's day on the horizon so we want to have a whole episode dedicated to sort of all things love and relationships <laughs> so if oh, there well, is anything 100%. you guys want to talk you know let get us to talk about or things that you wanted to mention um please let us know because we'd love to hear from you as well
1: mm-hmm. if not you can hear about how i how i have a fake valentine's day <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned guys and thank you but for yeah. listening. Thank you for listening. See you in the next one. Bye! Bye.